0: You are now now listening listening to the the Inner Circle Circle Podcast Network. Network.
1: I told an old lady to go fuck herself today. I was perfectly justified, and I'll tell you about that in today's episode.
0: Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out.
1: Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked.
0: Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you
1: party. naked what up motherfuckers welcome to shit happens when you party naked i am the host jason almy of this bitch i'm rolling solo today we got a good show for you though i'm gonna talk to our good buddy chris watsky of the hashtag no offense show a little bit later can you believe he's never seen a james bond film any james bond film he's never watched a james bond film he's pushing 40 and in all those years He's never seen a fucking James Bond movie. It blew my mind to hear it. So um, today's the day. We're going to talk to him about that, and we're also probably going to force him to watch Casino Royale. So look forward to that in the back half of this episode, or in the back two-thirds of this episode. I don't know how long that's going to wind up being. Whatever. I already told you, I flipped off an old lady, told her to go fuck herself today, and I don't feel bad about it. I should feel bad about it. That's someone's grandma. She had like white hair. She looked a lot like that old lady in the pictures from a few weeks ago where uh, the protesters were going through. They came in through that gated community and like the rich old dude with like the polo shirt, the pink polo or whatever it is, like tucked into his khakis and his wife looking like she'd never held a gun before probably never held a dick before either. She looked like she hadn't done anything with her hands in terms of labor in a long time. She's holding the gun all awkwardly and shit. So the old lady that I told to go fuck herself actually kind of physically resembled that woman. You know, just kind of looked like her old lady had to be 70 years old at least. And, I told her to go fuck herself, and I flipped her off, and not in a car like you pussies do. Sometimes when you're in a car, you like beep at somebody and give them the finger, but it's like they're in their car, and you're in your car, and it's like, what's going to happen? You feel bold. You're emboldened by the fact that you're in your own car, and they're in their own car, and and nothing's going to happen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we were not in our car. She wasn't in her car. wasn't in my car. We were going to our cars, but we were like full open air. I flipped her off and I told her to go fuck herself. And um, in, in order to convince you that this was justified, I got to set the table. And I, I really just have to kind of get this off of my chest a little bit. So, um, yo, I'm, apolog- I'm apologizing right now if your grandma was flicked off today and she tells you about this nasty young man with a beard and long hair like Jesus who flicked her off. Uh, I blessed that bitch. I gave her the fucking signal to the Lord, fucking middle fingers up. Anyway, we're driving home from New York. We were in New York west new york like fucking cow new york not like manhattan art clubs nightlife uh well used to be art clubs nightlife before the whole shutdown but we were in like cow town so like no one's getting fucking covid out there if you get covid from a goat everybody's got covid but nobody's getting covid from fucking goats so nobody out there has covid because it's just fucking goats and sheep and Cows and shit like nobody's, I don't even think they have any bats. No one's getting COVID out there. So we were out there visiting family. My wife's twin lives on a farm. Her oldest son graduated high school. We drove out there because a, we got to help the kids celebrate. He graduated high school. B, um, Our daughter Evelyn hasn't really seen a farm before. We just thought that would be like kind of a cool experience for her. She digs animals. She loves animals. If I put animals on the YouTube, she's just she like won't look away from the television. She loves animals. So I thought, what an opportunity for her to see family. I want uh, this whole COVID thing. We're not getting out of the house. This poor kid has been inside these walls just looking at the same three adults for like the last three months, four months. I want to get her out. I want her to be able to spend time with her family and stuff and all the goats and cows and shit, because nobody is going to give her COVID out there. So we go out to New York. We're we're out there. We have a lovely time, of course. No one catches COVID. We've got the test results to prove it. Nobody caught COVID out there. We don't have COVID. None, none of us caught COVID. Spoiler alert. None of us got COVID while we were in New York. We don't have COVID now. We tested negative the other day, so we're all good. But on the way back, of course, we're talking about New Hampshire to West New York. This is about a eight-and-a-half-hour car ride with minimal stops, but we have a one-year-old, so we're not making minimal stops. We're making maximal stops. The kid shits her pants, right? She's not potty trained. She's almost one years old. She shits in a diaper. That is very germane to what I'm about to tell you because the whole first half of the trip home from New York, nothing. There's no poop. Every time we get out, we get out kind of frequently every couple of hours to kind of check out what she's got in the pants, and no poop. We, we made it all the way through New York, halfway through Massachusetts, no poop, until poop. Then she poops, right? She poops when she wants to poop. There's no telling her otherwise. You try to talk my kid into pooping, and uh, good luck. You're barking up the wrong tree. You can't convince her to shit. If she doesn't want to shit, she's going to shit when she wants to shit, and that's just how it is, right? She's going to wait for nature to call. She shits, and we're in rural Massachusetts, we're, in, we're not in Boston. We're not in, like, big city Massachusetts, right? We're in the rural part, the western part of the state that is much like West New York. There's just a lot of nothing. There's some small towns and stuff, but there's a lot of, you know, open area. And she shits. We're in the car, we're driving, we gotta, we gotta find a spot. Of course, we're in the rural area of, of Massachusetts. There's not a huge cumbies gas station at every fucking exit. So we gotta drive like 10 miles. This kid's screaming because she's sitting on her own feces. We're driving down the road trying to find like where's the next fucking exit? God damn it, why do we have to drive 15 fucking miles till a fucking exit? Can I get a goddamn mobile or sitco or something with a fucking bathroom so I can change the kid? We're in a small car, right? It's very, it's, I don't know if you've ever tried to change a shitty diaper in the backseat of a Toyota Corolla. I don't advise it. You got to fucking pull over somewhere. You got to find a spot, a McDonald's, something. You got to find a rest stop, a Loves. I don't give a fuck. You got to find somewhere. So we finally find an exit. I mean, we must've drove 10 miles. We probably drove 15, almost 15 minutes until we found a gas station. If uh, We found an exit that had a gas station. There's no exit. Just nothing but fucking trees. So we pull over, we get we get to the gas station. By this point, she has been screaming for 15 minutes because she, she's shitting, sitting in her own shit. So we're like frazzled. We're frazzled as fuck. We've been on the road since, we've been up since 5.30 a.m. or 6 a.m. that morning, whatever time she woke us up. We've been on the road all day, driving, trying to get there, snapping at each other and shit. Tensions were already high before the kids shit. Tensions are are peaking. The kids shits, we're just, we couldn't get pulled over fast enough. We get into the gas station, we park, we're out. We get into the gas station real fast. The attendant says, there's one bathroom. Okay, you got to have a key. All right. Well, the key is right here. Only the key is not right there. I looked inside the basket, which he indicated, no fucking key. So I tell the guy, there's no key in this thing. He said, I don't think there's anyone in there. So we went back and we're waiting outside of the one restroom that's locked. No one knows where the key is. The attendant the attendant doesn't give a fuck either. And I honestly, don't blame him. You, he's like a 50 year old man working at a gas station who gives one fuck about me and my baby and my wife who's got shit in her pants. My baby's got shit in her pants, not my wife. Um, although anything, I mean, nothing would surprise me at this point. Anything could happen. I could shit my pants right now and it wouldn't surprise me. So we wait outside the door for this bathroom. Nothing. We knock nothing. I don't know. Did the guy stroke out in there like Elvis? He's like laying dead on the toilet with like a pant, pants full of his own shit. He's got like, we're going to walk in there and his wiener is going to be out and I'm going to look at a pile of his feces and his dead eyes are going to be fucking looking up at me or some shit, like staring into my soul. I don't need that. So we call the attendant over and the attendant says, ah, okay, um, let me find the other key. He goes and he, hey, he digs around, finds a spare key. and We unlock this bitch half expecting to see. Um, we're in fucking Massachusetts. We're in New England. There's a fucking legitimate opioid epi- epidemic up here i'm fucking i'm sitting there freaking out my baby's still crying my wife's trying to hold her i'm like what are we gonna find in this fucking bathroom the person takes the key in there and then they fucking od on heroin we're gonna walk in and there's gonna be some junkie girl lying dead in a puddle of her own piss with a fucking needle in her arm i know my kid's only like 11 and a half months old but i don't want that shit around my kid i don't want my kid to see that shit even i don't know if she remember i mean Probably she wouldn't at this age, but I don't want to take the fucking risk. I don't want my wife to see that. Honestly, I don't want to see that. I'm fucking squeamish too. I don't want to see some dead bra with a fucking needle in her arm. Fuck that. So he opens the door and look. I breathe a sigh of relief. There's no one in there. Just I don't know. They the ghost locked it behind them. It's one of those doors that clicks when you open it, so you can't like lock the door by accident. It 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 only it, it unlocks when you open it, and then it stays unlocked when it closes. Unless you're in there, you can't keep the door locked. Regardless, we get in there, thank the attendant for opening it up for us or whatever. Finally, I'm going to change this kid's diaper and she's not going to be upset anymore. So, of course, we look around the bathroom real quick. It's a single occupancy, just one toilet, a little bit of space, a sink. Diaper-changing table, you ask? Fuck no, I respond. No diaper-changing table. That's awesome because the one thing that I fucking need isn't there. It's not a shitty gas station either. I mean, we've all been inside those really shit gas stations that look all fucked up. And they're like all the, 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 all the drinks and candy and food is all like 14 years old. And it's like an expiration date on the Skittles is 2003. I, this wasn't one of those. It was like a mobile station relatively. Okay. When I walked in, but what are we going to do? Uh, at this point, I'm either getting in the car for another possibly 8 or 10 miles to go for the next gas station with my kid having still shit in her diaper, screaming the entire way. That's not even a fucking option. I didn't consider that for one second. Option B is we all fucking kneel and sit on the goddamn bathroom floor to change this fucking kid's diaper because, again, the kid's not going to fucking levitate while I wipe her ass. So at least the kid got something to lay on. I got the little thing in the diaper bag that unfolds. You can put your kid on. It's like a little tarp. I don't know. Catches piss. So I unfold that so at least my baby doesn't have to lay down on the fucking dirty bathroom floor. Again, heroin needles going through my mind, junkies pissing and shitting, all of this stuff. As I'm kneeling on the floor, I'm getting in there. My wife has to piss. So she's like a foot away from me on my left pissing. I could slap her knee from where I'm kneeling. The kid's in front of me. I'm pulling the shitty diaper out I'm wiping her ass I got to get in the crevices I got to spread this kid's vagina so I can get all the poop out and I don't know I don't know if you if you have a daughter then you know exactly what I mean you cannot leave feces in the vagina you just if there's a third rule of shit happens when you party naked it's don't leave feces in the vagina you got to get it out of there she can't get it out of there herself she's 11 and a half months old I have to do the deed of wiping uh, her vagina to get Feces out of her vagina because that happens. So I get her clean, dry diaper finally. She's starting to like settle down. She's cool now because she's clean and everything's good. I wash my hands, no paper towels. So we have to use the air dryer. Of course, the kid does not like the sound of the air dryer. It's loud. We're in this small ish bathroom, confined space. And at least I wash my hands. I had to fucking wash my hands in COVID world and I was kneeling on a fucking floor. So we finally walk the fuck out of this gas station. We're going back to our car. Finally, going to get back on the road. I'm like taking a deep breath, trying to like let the blood pressure, kind of heart rate, slow back down, get back down to normal. Why I don't want to fucking choke somebody. Only, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still kind of ready to choke a bitch. When, who arrives? But a bitch. Here's the bitch I want to choke. So we're walking back to our car. There's this white. I must have been a Mercedes Lexus. I mean, it was a decent car, parked right next to us. Okay, cool. There's an old couple standing next to the car. As we approach, their car is between them and us. It was at that moment that I realized we had forgotten to put on our masks. For full disclosure, I'm going to start talking about COVID masks, mask wearing, and such. I'm about to present you with a nuanced opinion. So if you want to judge me, listen to everything I got to say first or suck my dick from the back. I wear a mask when I go in public places that are enclosed spaces. So buildings that other people are in, think grocery stores, think gas stations, think restaurants. I don't go in outside of restaurants much anymore, but the uh, grocery store is a pretty routine thing for me. In fact, Usually, my daughter and I go do the grocery shopping once a week while my wife works on daddy-daughter day when I'm taking care of her. I wear a mask. I do it to be conscientious. It's a social courtesy that I extend to other people. I don't like doing it. I don't have to like doing it. I do it. I think it's fucking stupid, but I do it. I don't have to like it. You don't have to dictate that I like it. If you tell me I got to like wearing the fucking mask, I'm going to tell you to lick my ass from balls- all the way up to my belt, okay? Fuck yourself. I'm not going to like wearing it. I'm going to do it. Again, it's a social courtesy that I extend to other people. I mostly do it. 99% I wear that mask because I want other people to leave me the fuck alone. Social courtesy. Again, I understand you go to a McDonald's, no shirt, no shoes, no service. That's been the rule for my entire life. That's not weird or odd or... Um, uncommon for me, right? We're used to it. The last 50 plus years, no shirt, no shoes, no service when you go into a McDonald's. And good reason, right? I don't want to look at some old man's crusty, hairy nipples while I'm trying to eat my chicken nuggets. So I'm on board with the idea of wearing shirt, shoes in order to receive service in an establishment like McDonald's. You might be the franchisee, If you own the establishment, that's your business. You tell me what you want me to wear when I go into your business, and then I can decide if I want to go in that bad. So chances are good that when I go into a restaurant or a grocery store, you're going to want me to have my dick in my pants. If I flop my dick out of my pants, I unzip my zipper, as I'm walking into the market basket, and I reach inside my pants and pull my cock and balls out of my pants and hang them out of my zipper for the world to see, I, I presume that that is going to not be okay. And that as the manager or owner of the establishment, you're going to ask me to please put my genitals inside my pants where others don't have to see them. Uh, my genitals aren't hurting anybody. Trust me. I'm not hurting anybody with this thing. I'm not packing enough to hurt anybody. But regardless, people don't want to see that. Fine. I understand. It's your establishment. If I'm really that committed to my nudity, I can leave. I don't have to go inside. That's fine. Same thing with masks. I'll wear the mask inside if I'm asked, if other people are kind of expecting it. you know, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to make waves. I'm not trying to make more hassle for myself. But again, I don't like it. I, I Don't tell me I have to like it or you can kiss my fucking ass. I'm going to get very upset if you tell me I got to like it. And if you browbeat me about it, fuck you. You know what? Just go fuck yourself. That's the shit I can't stand. Go, don't get sanctimonious on me. Oh, I can wear the mask in the heat for eight hours. You could wear it for 30 minutes inside the air conditioning. Yes, I can. And I do when I'm inside the market basket, but I don't need you acting like a fucking prick just because you've got to wear the mask for a, a nine hour shift inside a fucking hot warehouse. You can kiss my fucking ass. That's your job. You're free to quit. You fucking asshole. So we're in a parking lot. And I realize I don't have my mask on. I realize my wife didn't have her mask on in all of the commotion of my daughter screaming and crying and, and freaking out and everything like that we're just like how fast can we get inside and get her changed at this point right so we're coming out and I'm like, oh fuck, like this couple is acting weird as fuck like they first of all they're they're eyeing me they're eyeing me like you mean I'm not white how, why is this old white couple eyeing me like i'm 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 telling you what, like they're eyeing me like I'm Colin Kaepernick, right? I'm like, you crush the old folks are gonna have to get over the racism a little bit here. Cause you know, even if I was a black guy, you shouldn't look at me like that. But I realize it's because I don't have the mask. Now they're 20 feet away from me. I'm going around, I'm taking a wide berth around their car, but their car's still between me and them. Now I have to pass their car to get to my car to load up my daughter and get in and start driving. At the time that I uh, cross past their car to get to mine, start unlocking my car, they hurriedly, I mean, as if, like clutching their pearls, clutching their wall. Like, I understand what Tupac was saying when he's like, I see a white lady, she crosses the street and she grabs her purse. It's like, obviously, white privilege. i would never been treated like that before. But wow, people have to live with this. It's very insulting. This is tremendously insulting. Like, we're 20 feet apart. We're in an open air parking lot, and there's a breeze. How many fucking molecules do you think that I'm exhaling that are going to make it anywhere fucking near you? Anyway, it wasn't enough for them to to uh, put both hands over their anus and clench their butt cheeks and run around to the other side of their car. When we got there, maintaining about a 20-foot distance, we never got within 20 feet of these people. I'm not talking the six feet social distance that they recommend when you're standing in line to check out or some shit. I'm talking about there's two cars in between us at all times because I'm on the other side of my car. They're on the other side of their car. There's two cars in between us. And this bitch, this royal cunt, it just wasn't enough to stay far the fuck away from me. It wasn't enough to look at me and judge me. She had to open her fucking trap. She had to open her fucking mouth. Stay in your lane, bitch. You know, do your thing. She's over there. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. It's not hyperbole. She's got like a jar of fucking Purell, like a mason jar. Like you can open the whole top. And she's dumping the shit on her husband's hands, who looks like he's just fucking, like he's had three strokes and he just doesn't know where, he, the, where, where the fuck he is. He's just fucking like, I don't know what's going on. Either that or he was that afraid of me. Which, come on. I look like a total fucking pussy. Have you seen my face online? God damn, I look like an asshole. There's no reason to be scared of me. Regardless, she opens her fucking mouth and she says, you know, you really should wear a mask for, for yourself and for other people. I said, bitch, you really should go fuck yourself. And I held my middle finger up. Because, look, I wear a mask inside. Today, I forgot. That's my bad, right? I would have apologized to her. I, I even felt bad that I wasn't wearing a mask until she opened her mouth. But look, if we're inside that's one thing. If you're the owner of the establishment, the manager of the establishment, feel free to ask me to wear a mask. But if you're a random stranger, we're 20 feet apart in an open-air parking lot with a breeze and you want to tell me my fucking business at that point, suck my fucking dick, especially when I'm in that kind of fucking mood. Right? I I just dealt with shit for the last half hour and you're going to fucking tell me I should be wearing a mask. I'm a bad person because I'm not wearing a mask, bitch. Don't tell me what to do. First, don't tell me what to do. We're in, a, we're in an open-air parking lot. I'm doing what I want. Fuck you. I'll wear the mask when I'm inside the market basket. When I'm standing behind you in line to buy groceries, I got the fucking mask on. Fine. Don't tell me what to do when we're outside. We're outdoors, and I'm 20 feet away from you. At the point where you're that terrified of human contact, that being within 20 feet of me not wearing a mask, and I'm fucking healthy, by the way, Right? So I'm not infected with covid i'm either I'm either a asymptomatic if I did have Covid and how good is the spread amongst asymptomatic people? I don't know. They update this shit every week. I don't know. Last I heard is that the asymptomatic ones don't do a good job spreading it anyway. so I'm on two feet I'm fucking healthy. I'm looking pretty good. there's pallor to my skin. She has to conclude. This gentleman looks like he's in full health. He's either asymptomatic or he doesn't and never has had COVID. So I really don't have anything to fear from this guy. But I definitely don't need to give him a fucking lecture. That's why I told her she should go fuck herself. I should wear a mask. You should go fuck yourself. Mind your own fucking business. How about that? How about that? When I come into your house, ask me to wear a mask. Ask me to remove my shoes so I don't spread dog shit on your carpet. I'm okay with that. We're in a neutral zone, bitch. I'm getting my car. You're getting in yours, mind your fucking business. So I don't even feel bad. Again, I wear the mask. I support people wearing masks. I don't support telling people what the fuck to do. So if I encounter you in a store and you're not wearing a mask or whatever, fine. Do your thing. That's cool. I'm wearing my mask. I'm healthy. And if I have a problem with people out in the world not wearing their masks, well, what do I got to do? I got to order shit. I don't know. What I'm saying is that you can determine your own behavior, whatever you feel like doing. Like I didn't have to flick that lady off. I didn't have to tell her to go fuck herself. I feel a little bit bad about it. Even even as justified as I feel, as somebody's grandma, the guy... I mean, I hope he was just out of his mind from dementia because if he had to stand there while I cuckolded at him and just basically told his wife to go fuck herself, his wife for like 45 years, I told her to lick my fucking ass and flicked her off in front of him while he just fucking stood there, limped it. This guy hasn't had an erection in pro- since probably uh, Reagan was president. I don't know, maybe Jimmy Carter was president. I'm going to have to shout out at him and get him on some chew here in a minute. But regardless, I feel a little bit bad about it. But on the other hand, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. If you want to wear your seatbelt, cool. If you want to Purell your dick, that's cool. If you want to wear a condom all day, all day and night, that's cool. The mask thing, you can wear a mask. I don't. I wear a mask, as I've said 20 times. I don't got a problem with other people wearing a mask. I got a problem with people telling me what to do when I'm standing out in the middle of an open fucking parking lot 20 feet away from you, and you're not. You. I don't fucking know you. Who the fuck are you? Fuck off. Anyway, I wear my mask. I'm wearing a mask now. I'm also wearing a condom right now. I don't give a shit. I've got a butt plug in. Um, I'm safe. I'm safe as fuck. Nobody in this studio is going to get COVID from me, my anus, or the tip of my dick because everything's protected. Regardless, I've, I've thought long and hard about the mask thing. I've just compared it a few minutes ago to the no shirt, no shoes, no service deal. That sort of makes sense, right? When an establishment asks you to put a mask on, that's just adding one more thing to the no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. Now we have a third thing. I imagine they want me to wear pants too. It's just not listed there because I think it's just common sense that if I'm asking you to wear a shirt, you should probably also cover your genitals and anus on ass crack and stuff like that too. So I think it's it's like grandfathered in and Maybe the mask thing is too. Maybe the whole no shirt, no shoes, no service also includes pants and masks. That's fine. Again, I'm all for business owners and managers of businesses uh, being in charge and, and setting what's acceptable for their establishments, for their indoor establishments. Um, but... It's not It's not entirely like that, though, right? Because you can choose to... Well, I guess it's similar to that. Because I can choose... If I'm really committed to not wearing a shirt when I eat my uh, McDoubles, then I can always go through the drive-thru, right? They're not going to tell me... They're not going to refuse to give me my McDoubles at the drive-thru after I've already paid if I don't have a shirt on. So if I really don't want to wear my COVID mask and yet I want to enjoy a McGangbang with the McChicken and everything on it, then... I suppose I could go through the drive-thru. It's kind of similar to that. It's like a self-protective thing. It's it's not like a condom. I thought about it like a condom before. Like you wear a condom as a piece of self-protection to prevent from infecting someone else if you got something or to catching something else if they're gunked up. But the fact is you only wear a condom for like five minutes, one and a half minutes if you're me. But regardless, by the way... People always talk shit about getting married. Like They're like, oh, I never want to get married, and you're such an old dork for a doofus for getting married. Fuck that. I haven't worn a condom in 10 years. So, okay, who's the fucking joke on now? Who's laughing now? I don't even fucking... Honestly, I'm not sure I can still unroll one. I don't fucking know what to do with one of these things. I could fucking blow it up and fold it into uh, clown balloons easier than I can fucking probably put this thing on my dick these days because I don't need to wear one. Why? I got a wife. I fuck one person, and if she gets pregnant, good. So... Um it's not like wearing the mask is not like wearing a condom though because you're gonna wear the mask for long periods, and I don't have to wear a condom if I'm going grocery shopping, but I do have to wear a mask if I'm going grocery shopping, and I will have to wear it for longer periods of time, such as a work shift or um you know dining out a grocery or whatever just to do my normal thing also you don't have to have sex. I have to go grocery shopping I will die if i don't eat I will not die if i don't bust um I might. I haven't tested it, but uh, like I'm not taking any chances, but I'm pretty sure that I won't die if I don't ejaculate. That being said, I'm going to do my best to ejaculate later and tomorrow and the next day. Um, That's just, uh, that's a given. Take it for granted. Rule number four, shit happens when you party naked. Do your best to ejaculate daily. I, I believe in you. You can do it. God, I think that fucking rant is finally out. I think I think I fucking finally got it. And that old lady can just fucking get off my lawn. Fucking tell me what to do, old broad. I wish you were more like Clint Eastwood. If her husband had been Clint Eastwood, he would have fucking... A, he would have beat the shit out of me. Two, he would have bent me over the trunk of my Corolla. Three, he would have buff-fucked me. Four, he probably would have got AIDS and Corona from me at that point. But uh, who knows? Regardless, we tested when we got home, okay? So... Evelyn had a little diarrhea when we got home. And I said, spoiler alert earlier, we went and got tested. We had to make sure that she didn't get exposed to something. I thought it was just something on the farm, right? It's like cows and pigs and shit and chickens and shit. And then, and like she didn't come into direct contact with any of these because she's less than one, but the dogs did. And she played with the dogs a little bit because they're like indoor, outdoor dogs. And so I don't want to say they live in filth, but you know, they're obviously they've got dogs that kind of. Play with my daughter. They got a puppy that's like six weeks old or something, and and my daughter was all about the puppy. So I just figured she got some kind of I don't know some dander or something. Some hey, so she had the out uh, the um the uh, diarrhea going. She had the diarrhea going. And and so when we called the doc and we said, you know, she kind of had diarrhea for like a decent stretch, like a day and a half, the doc says, okay, well, that's one of the symptoms for COVID. What's not, right? I think everything's... My nuts itch, and I'm pretty sure that's a symptom for COVID. So I'm probably going to get checked again tomorrow. But we went and we had her checked, of course, for COVID. Um, her diarrhea is gone. She feels great. Uh, spoiler alert, she tested negative for COVID. However, I understand from speaking with the uh, physician that there is a 20% false negative rate. So that sounds a lot like a one in five chance that even though she tested negative for COVID, she might actually still have COVID. This is, again, it's emerging. I don't want anyone to catch COVID. We're still learning about this, right? I mean, smallpox comes back as shingles later. Who knows what COVID does, right? Um, although we have, we have not smallpox, did I say smallpox? I meant chickenpox. Chickenpox, Smallpox, we got a vaccine for. Nobody catches smallpox anymore, thank God. Uh, Chickenpox comes back as uh, shingles later in life, and we have decided that it's much healthier for you to get chickenpox as an eight-year-old than it is for you to get chickenpox as a 58-year-old for the first time. So we actually have parties to infect kids with chickenpox at like five. If your five-year-old has chickenpox and I find out I'm fucking calling you. I'm calling all the neighbors. We're bringing all the kids over to your house. We're putting on a fucking movie. We're ordering pizza and we're going to try to get all them fucking kids to catch chicken pox. Why the fuck do they do that? Because they want the kids to get chicken pox now versus later because the kids get over it good. Maybe we'll decide the same shit for COVID. In a generation, my kid could be doing fucking... COVID parties at five. When my grandkid gets COVID, she calls all the neighbors, tells them to bring their kids over and they're all fucking spreading COVID around. Who knows? But maybe we'll decide it's not like that. Maybe we'll decide it's like smallpox and we got to stay the fuck away from it. And we want to make sure no one gets it. And we got to try to eradicate this disease as we have done with smallpox and polio and tuberculosis largely. So whatever. I'm not, again, there's, there's not enough known about this thing for me to, I'm not going to come on a, again, I told you it was a nuanced opinion. I'm not coming on my podcast talking about how, um, talking about how nobody should fear COVID or it's got a 1% death rate and you're all pussies for wearing masks. None of that's coming out of my mouth. You haven't heard me say any of that. We don't know enough about it. I don't want to catch any. And again, if you can, I'm a Buddhist. So if you can do something to prevent suffering from others, that's a moral good. If you do anything that causes suffering, that's a moral wrong. So obviously, I am concerned with the general state of suffering in my community and then largely the world. So obviously, wearing the mask, as I said, it's mostly a social courtesy. I don't really think me not wearing a mask is harming anybody. But there's also the chance that it does, and because it is a moral good for me to reduce potential suffering. Take actions where I can to reduce potential suffering. Again, this is the other 1% of why I wear a mask and why I think others should do as well. Cool, but I'm not going to get on my fucking social media and tell you that you're a fucking jerk if you don't. I don't give a fuck. That being said, this episode of Shit Happens When You Party Naked is sponsored by Blue Chew. Please click the link in our show notes. That will take you to our special Bluetooth site where you can place an order for uh, wonderfully priced, and I want to stress that, really excellent pricing on either prescription sildenafil or prescription Tadalafil. Those are the um, drugs inside of uh, Viagra and Cialis. Respectively. And everybody knows Viagra and Cialis. Look, sexual health is very important. You've been locked up inside the house with your wife long enough to probably hate her, but you might as well get the hate fucking in, right? Right. Or your hu- you, look husband too. Hey, I'm not judging if you're dudes. If you're dudes, you know, both of you go to bluechew.com, both of you click the link. I get double. So actually, I prefer it if you're a gay dude with a husband right now because then I get double the credit for you and your Husband, both going and getting the uh, the blue shoes. So check it out. Um, again, it's prescription sedanaxil or pre- prescription tadalafil. They're shipped discreetly to your door. So um, if you're embarrassed by going to the pres- the, the um, pharmacy and having the prescription filled, and you know the the pharmacist is cute and she sees what you get, and you know I I don't know what embarrasses you. Okay, it's not for me to judge what embarrasses you or what doesn't. So please. Um, Go go click the link in our show notes. You're going to get great prices too. I don't know if you've ever... I have. I'm, I'm saying this from experience. I have purchased prescription Cialis before. You got to go see a doctor. That's 45 bucks for the specialist visit. Then you he writes you a prescription for the dick pills. You got to take those to the pharmacy. Again, possibly embarrassing yourself when the cute girl behind the pharmacy has to say, here's your Viagra. And how old are you again? Why do, do you need the... Regardless... Don't worry about that bitch judging you because you can get it shipped to your door and it's way cheaper. And we're talking 15 bucks a pill if you go to the fucking Walgreens, right? CVS, whatever, wherever you go, they're going to charge you out the wazoo. You know why? Your health insurance does not give one fuck about your boner. They'll pay for you to get cancer treatment if you catch something, whatever. They'll pay for your lisinopril because they'd rather pay for that than than pay for your uh, heart attack surgery, your open heart, your triple bypass or whatever. But they don't give one fuck about your boner. They don't want to pay for you to get erections. So I don't know what kind of insurance you got, but if you don't got insurance or if your insurance isn't fucking phenomenal like what they got in Congress, then you might want to uh, click my link in the show notes where you're going to get a much better deal. You're not going to pay $15 a pill. That's $15 an erection. Fuck all that. Plus a $45 specialist. We're talking like $200 for like a month's worth of erections. Blue Chew is a much better deal. Please click the link in our show notes. You'll support us. You'll support your Wang. We love you. I'm going to give Chris uh what's key call next. I need some cheering up. Honestly, I feel kind of wound up after that whole fucking thing. So we're going to give this motherfucker a call. We're going to see what's up. And um we're going to talk to him about the uh, motherfucking uh, Casino Royale. We're going to see why he's never watched a fucking James Bond movie before. And uh, what he plans to do about that. We're going to talk to him in a moment. Let me call this motherfucker up right now. Are
0: you eating marijuana?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? All right, motherfuckers. I got Chris Wetsky on the blower. He's the host of the hashtag No Offense podcast. You guys already know what the fucking deal is. You guys know him. He's another uh, host. Uh, 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 ah. Motherfucker, he's a host on the Inner Circle Podcast Network. You can find him, htnnos.com. You can find him, innercirclepn.com, all the places. You can find him. And he's joining me tonight for a little conversation because this cocksucker right here, this motherfucker, has never seen a fucking James Bond movie. Can you fucking believe it? It blew my fucking mind. I mean, my wife's never seen a James Bond movie, but, uh, you know, she's a, a lady and you have a penis. So what's your excuse? Lady. (laughs) She's a classy fucking lady, all right? I don't want to hear other words.
0: My my favorite episode of this podcast is the one where she shot you with breast milk at your breakfast table. So don't tell me about the class (laughs) of one Christina Almy, okay?
1: She's a classy lady who sometimes shoots me with breast milk when she was lactating. She used to shoot me with breast milk. So... Those that days was, are over now. Yeah, she's, you know what? We, we cut the kid off. She's the kid's almost a year. We're like transitioning her off of the bottle entirely and we're transitioning her over to solid food now. Yeah. That, that's I, the quickest year ever, dude. I can't believe it. It went by fast as fuck. Yeah, she's turning 11 months old. I don't know. By the time I release this, I'm sure it will be coinciding with her 11 month. It's not a birthday, right? Because birthday is at one year. It's 11 month, whatever. She'll be 11 months. Why do we do that with infants?
0: I don't know, we, man. Week, how about know. how about when you find a mom that's like super into being a mom
1: Damn. and she's like, Yeah, my kid's 56 weeks old. I don't like but- that at all. I don't like that at all. When your kid is when your kid is a month, when you can measure it in months, tell me months. I don't want to hear that your kid is 47 weeks. I don't know what the fuck that means.
0: Yeah. Don't when me you do math
1: when your kid's a year. Don't give me months anymore either. I don't want to hear 23 months, okay? (laughs) Tell me the kid's almost two years old or just round. Say the kid's two. What the fuck difference does it make to me? I'm not going to cut her in half and count the fucking rings. I don't give a shit. I don't I I mean I kinda give a shit because I asked. If I say how old's your kid, I sort of give a shit. But also at the same time, I don't give a shit if it's forty-three weeks or forty-four weeks or forty-five weeks. I'm not gonna fucking sue you later on when I find out the truth. You know what I mean? Just tell me that the kid's a year and a half or two years. Don't give me this fucking week shit when the kid's seven and a half years old. Don't you shortchange me on the development of my child. Exactly. Well, look, you can tell me all about the developmental milestones. I'm a father. I'm going through this shit for the first time in my life. Trust me. I'm a captive audience for that kind of thing. Tell me all about it. I want to hear. I want to know what's going on with the kid. But the thing is 43 weeks, I'm not interested. Just give me months. Or if it's over a year after 52 weeks, give me a fucking year. Don't give me fucking 13 months. I don't want to hear 13 months. That's a year and a month, AKA a fucking year old. Okay. I don't go, right? look, I'm fucking 38. I don't go around telling people, well, I am 38 times 12, is I don't even know how many off the top of my head, plus another nine months. So let's just go ahead and say that I'm 587 months old. That's fucking ridiculous. Why would you say that? Plus, I don't think that math is sound. I don't think that I'm really that old or I'm oh, older well, than yeah.
0: that. No one's gonna fact check you.
1: <clears throat> no. You know what? You're just gonna say, okay, I guess. I mean, that's a weird way to say your age, motherfucker. He's super smart, so he's got to be correct with that, right? He's got, yeah. I mean, this guy's got, like, working on a PhD or something. I don't fucking know. What does he go to MIT? I don't know. He's up Dude. in Boston. I don't fucking know.
0: Did you see that link that I sent you? didn't say anything about it, but I texted you a link last week about how you could pay money to get, like, a Lord title bestowed upon you. Yeah.
1: Oh, fuck. I, yeah. I, thought, I, I saw that link, and I was like, oh, shit. I got to talk to my wife. Like, we got to budget some money so I can have a proper title. You know if what I mean? You have
0: one of those by December, that is my Christmas gift to you. I'm going to make you officially Lord Jason.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, do they have different tiers? Like, you know, um, don't know. like if don't you know, want to get a Toyota, get that- like Toyota got- is here and then Lexus is like, you know, they own Lexus as well, but Lexus is like the step up. So it's like you could be like, Um, you could be kind of like a shitty lord, or you could be like a proper lord, or you could be like a baron or a duke. I don't know what the hierarchy is, but you would think that you'd pay more for a nicer title, you know? I'd be
0: a big ass duke, dude. Well, plus I got the duchess. I gotta be a duke.
1: You gotta you have to be a duke. If you're married to a duchess, by default that makes you the Duke of Lunchbox. I'm here for that. Have you heard of the Duke of Sandwich or the Earl of Sandwich or something? Earl of Sandwich, yes. So, look, if there's an Earl of Sandwich in real life, there can be a Duke of fucking lunchbox. As far as I'm concerned, that's a thing right now. I'm
0: going to get that ruffly collar that looks like that fucking outturned like you know? And I'm going to have powdered wigs and whatnot, an assortment of powdered wigs. And then you and I sit on this live stream like a couple of fucking founding fathers.
1: Yeah, you're going to look like a fucking 17th century pimp with all that shit on. You're going to look like you are fucking pimping hoes back in the day when they didn't have a cure for syphilis. You just had to fucking suck it up.
0: Yeah, shout out to the Merkins.
1: Yeah, you just like, yeah, you'd wear a Merkin and then eventually you'd go insane and you'd get like jaundice and you're, you'd shit your liver and die. But that was back when men were men, right? Fuck. Just like, let's bring this full circle to James Bond. So, okay, okay. You've never seen a James Bond film. You're nearly you're pushing 40, and you've never seen a James Bond film. How did you manage to avoid them? They're on TV, they're everywhere. How did you avoid them for all these years?
0: The only thing I know of James Bond is the Nintendo 64 game.
1: Yeah, Goldeneye, classic, classic.
0: I have a Goldeneye. That's and hmm. that almost got me to watch the Goldeneye movie, but not quite. Yeah. But not because quite. I, I was told, and you want to know why? I was told that that game followed the plot of the movie yeah. almost to the letter. And I played that game so many times because you had to play through the single player and like do time trials yeah. and shit to unlock like the paintballs and the big heads and all that. Yeah. I played through that game so much I felt like I saw the movie.
1: Yeah, so I, I feel you there. I, I can appreciate that you got the. Like overarching narrative of the film, maybe you miss some of the subtleties, the nuances. But also, do you know who Famke Jansen is? The actress. She plays that Jean Grey. She yeah, she plays Jean Grey in the original, um, the OG yeah. X Men movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. You yes. understand? I'm, I'm. I just as long as you know who she is, you understand how phenomenally attractive she is, right?
0: She's all right. She's slightly man faced, but she's okay.
1: <sighs> I. Th- <laughs> I'm saying, dude. I feel like I'm.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: I do not know what you're saying. Fam Kit Jansen in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, when she made uh, GoldenEye and then the X Men films. Or at least the first couple X-Men films? Holy fuck, dude. I'm going to send you some photos, and you're going to change your tune right now. And everybody listening, please don't subscribe, unsubscribe to a hashtag no offense show over this, okay? Please give the guy a second chance to redeem himself. I'm going to change his mind on Famke Jansen. And after, A, after you come back having watched a Bond movie, B, I'm going to send you some pics of Famke Jansen circa 2000 that are going to change your mind and make you wish you, you didn't take all that blue chew.
0: You keep saying that that is, you keep saying her name and it sounds like something that I'm going to catch after yeah. I've taken too much blue chew and I'm walking the streets of fucking Tampa.
1: And I'm telling you, she's going to have you like yelling Dutch when you come. I'm, <laughs> t- I'm, I'm fucking not lying. It's some kind of Dutch name. I don't know. It's Swedish. It's fucking, I know it's weird, but look, the Good point is, some- the point is when she is rendered in, in like four polygons in golden eye. She doesn't look as good as she does when you watch the film in 4K on your fucking Samsung that that's 65 inches, dude. Yes. Let me tell you, and she's like wearing leather and shit. I mean, I'm look, look. I don't I, want to sound I like a schoolboy, uh, but I take your
0: word. I take your word for it. The thing that always turned me off for Bond, well, not 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 just this, but this is one of the things is the it, the cheese factor. You know, yeah. walking around in fucking suits with martinis and mm-hmm. shit, and his hair is all fucking combed, and I'm like, oh, you're the badass. Fuck off, dude. You got hair.
1: Not, <laughs> Fucking asshole. Kind of asshole has hair. What's wrong with look? What's wrong with with drinking like a dry martini? You got a tuxedo on. You've never been like at a wedding or something, and you're kind of dressed fancy, you got a tie on, and you're just like, fuck, I look good. And you're drinking somebody else's booze. They paid for the open bar. So you're like, fuck, I'm drinking like top shelf fucking shit. What the fuck does that have to do with saving the world? Okay. So there's something important that I also (laughs) need to explain to you is that. It's not just about saving the world. Like, look, you're going to save the world and you're going to do it 50 times like James Bond has. You're going to enjoy the perks of your job as well. Like you, for instance, you get some free beer with your job, right? You get some perks. You get some free beer. You get some free merch. They take care of you. So imagine the perk of your job is that you have a credit card and who's fucking paying the bill on that credit card? The fucking queen of England. (laughs) Okay, now... You get to go buy a suit on the queen's dime. You get to go buy booze on the queen's dime. The queen is getting you fucking drunk every time. That is called a perk of the fucking job. And B, if you look good and you got the queen's fucking credit card, you're going to get Famke Jansen pussy. You know what I'm talking about? You're not just fucking
0: saying her name.
1: I can't. (laughs) Because that's what, I, look, you're getting the cream of the crop. You're getting caviar pussy. You're not You're not fucking cruising the, the side streets and the alleyways. You're not like one of these like bum cops on the beat who's got to like rub up on some perp that he arrested while he's handcuffing her. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that. You're James fucking Bond. You get to point at the bitch in the bar who's got the fucking mink on and shit and you get to be like, suck my dick tonight, bitch. And she's going to be like, well, did you save the world? Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I fucking did from a man with one eye. He had an eye patch and a scar and he was petting a cat and I shot him in his goddamn face now i got a fucking credit card and i got a fucking aston martin maybe you'd like to suck my dick and get butt fucked in the back of that thing it's a really uncomfortable back seat by the way it's a fucking sports car what do you want from me and then boom you get to do whatever the fuck you want that's what it has to do with saving the world you got to look good and then you got to spend the queen's money on booze and pussy and that's your life okay all right all right i'm with you i'm with you okay so
0: here's 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 uh uh article two okay mm -hmm. Real life shit doesn't resonate with me You know this So I can't get behind Watching this regular ass dude Just do regular ass shit Now you're gonna say Oh well he skis and shoots his gun While he's skiing And he's got a watch with a laser in it yeah. It's stupid like that but i dude i need fucking something supernatural i need a fucking alien i need a dimension of some sort i need a fucking superpower i need something i need something you need a radioactive
1: spider biting his balls or yeah i got you
0: i I live in the real world i I I live in in the real world you live in the real world we need radioactive
1: spiders i need extra i need fantasy i understand so um you're more of like uh you know elf you know where the well you gotta do that with your hands and
0: dismiss me like that
1: I mean, i'm doing this respect. with my hand because I this is
0: died this week show some fucking respect
1: this is the this is the the signal for you like to
0: you we're giving me the brush off is what you were doing no it's it's, it's you, it you like dick it. no, it's like no, you like no. dick in
1: and around your mouth you like elf cock you're like give me that fucking <laughs> wizard dick get that wizard dick inside me fucking you thou <sighs> shall not pass all in my ass you know what i'm saying <laughs> boom that rhymes <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm calling this episode. <laughs> so um let me just let me just address your concern there. Um some of the Bond films of course Bond they've been making Bond movies for 50 years, right? Since the early 60s. So some of the Bond movies are um they've gone through phases, right? They they age with the time and they reflect the times in which they were made. So some of the Roger Moore Bonds of the 70s and 80s, uh, particularly the ones the last couple he did in the early 80s are just kind of off the wall, kind of cheesy. Um but I feel like those are more of like your acquired taste. That is why sir, for your first Bond film and the reason why we're talking today. I chose Casino Royale for you because with the Daniel Craig films that began in 2006 with Casino Royale, um they began a more kind of like real, kind of gritty, kind of down to earth. He's not James Bond is um a very much a real guy with real psychology and is not uh, laser beams and and fucking parasailing on the door of a BMW like Pierce Brosnan did in 2002's Die Another Day. Look, we all want to forget about that. And the beautiful thing about you, sir, is that you don't even know about it. You haven't seen this stupid shit. Yeah. the The idea of it is sort of tainting you a little bit, but I would invite you to watch Casino Royale because it was made after Jason Bourne fucking cleaned up and everyone was like, wait a second, we can take this spy shit seriously and make a fucking incredible movie. I mean, that's a fucking, so I've never seen a fucking Jason Bourne. It doesn't, it, that's not my
0: that's brand. Weird. It doesn't speak to me.
1: That's weird. Okay. So I will say the Bond movies are better. In my opinion, I like the James Bond character, but Jason Bourne kicks ass. I'm I'm sorry.
0: I'm I, not buying Matt Damon as an action hero. I've went on this rant way too many times. Matt Damon is the fucking kid from goddamn Harvard. He's the fucking, kid, the mopping yeah. up kid. He, he yeah. works nights at 7-Eleven. He's not fucking kicking okay. anyone's
1: ass. So imagine he works nights at 7-Eleven, all right? And he's overnight. He's the only guy there. And guys, have you, you've you been to downtown Boston. You've seen that place. We walked through Chinatown last year. You understand. Yes. You don't want... I mean, look, I wouldn't have walked through the alleyways that you and I walked through. I wouldn't have walked through by myself if I didn't have your big ass right next to me. You, you help scare <laughs> people off because you're big, you're bald, you look like a bear. You're either going to beat the fuck out of them or fuck the fuck out of them. But regardless... He, he's working 7-Eleven all hours. He's, he's, he's fighting people off. People are breaking in. They want to fucking steal all the, 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 the fucking Sweet Tarts ropes or whatever the fuck. They're trying to steal beer. He's having to whack people with the fucking broom. You know what I mean? He's doing kung fu on their ass. Meanwhile, he's fucking juicing steroids. He puts on 30 fucking pounds. That's fucking Jason Bourne, motherfucker. He'll snap your fucking neck. Regardless, uh, I digress. So, to stick with Bond, I'm very. I appreciate you being willing to sit down and watch a few of these Bond films. Where, of course, I'm doing my grand rewatch for the new Bond film, No Time to Die, that's coming out this November. Hopefully, Uh, coronavirus and Jesus, God willing. Um, But I think I still think you're going to enjoy Casino Royale. I think.
0: Despite yourself. I have an open mind, dude. I have an open mind. I'm not so married to mm. my, uh, uh, my opinions that I can't change my mind. Yeah. And you and I have had this discussion yeah. for the better part of 24 months. So, uh, you know, bringing that, bringing it back to that. Okay. Not two years is 24 months. You see what I did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. So, fucking so 27 I, months I, and a half. And
0: I'm, ready. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready to yeah. take the
1: plunge as it were, as it were. But I'm shout out uh, Rouse Trudy and Hunter, his hubby. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here in a few minutes. We're gonna let you watch Casino Royale. We're gonna come back. We're gonna have the rest of the conversation after I play a quick commercial, and um, and we'll talk about your your thoughts. So for all you listeners, we're gonna get to Chris's thoughts on Casino Royale shortly. But just before, I wanted to have a little conversation with you before we started, just because this is like you're at the precipice of busting your oh, bond, go. Cherry. And yeah, that's uh, and so you get the perspective of yeah. the pre and the the, exactly. the I understand exactly. what you're doing. You're and, you're,
0: you're a professional.
1: Uh professionals <laughs> fuck, dog. So <laughs> I just want to give you a little bit of info about Casino Royale before you go in. I'm not going to spoil anything obviously. Um when's the last time you went into a movie expecting not to like it or not being super excited but then leaving the movie being like, "Wow, that was fucking way better than I thought it would be." Has that happened to you?
0: I'm sure it has. I mean, nothing nothing jumps to mind. honestly. Yeah. I, uh, to a, to a much lesser degree. I mean, I took my kids to see Sonic the Hedgehog and mm. everybody would say how horrible it was going to be. And I didn't yeah. think it was bad, but I mean, it wasn't like, oh shit, this was awesome. And I thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah. It was just, all right. And I thought it was going to suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I actually love that. It, it's a rare thing that that happens. I think more often people go into movies with higher expectations and you're a little let down because like, oh, it wasn't as cool as it looked on TV or whatever. Oh. That's the problem with Star Wars.
0: Everybody wants it to be the, the yeah. this corpus, and then they go and they're like, well, "This sucked in this plot hole and blah, blah 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 And I'm just like, "Hey, dude, that was awesome. I sat there for two hours and was fucking entertained."
1: What do you want? You seem like you have very low standards because Star Wars is trash. We'll argue. <laughs> about, we can argue <laughs> about that later. Um, But the Casino Royale was a movie that sort of um, surprised me a little bit. It wasn't. It was like you was Sonic. Like you weren't. You're like, I bet this will be cool. My buddy wanted to go see it. And he's like, let's go see this in IMAX. We fucking drove an hour and a half to go see it in IMAX. And I don't regret it because the movie turned out to be much better than I was expecting. Having come off the last Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie, Die Another Day was the last James Bond movie before Casino Royale. They took like a nice five-year gap in between. But uh-huh. Die Another Day was stupid. It was cheesy. It was stupid. They had like invisible cars, and it just everything that you think about that's just dumb. And you're just like, why the that's fuck the would you? I do?
0: probably would like.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe you would. Maybe check out Die Another Day if you don't like Casino Royale. Um, I'm gonna mail anthrax to your fucking home. I'm gonna send you a. I'm gonna send you an envelope full of white powder. You're gonna get anthrax. Your dick is gonna fall off, and you're gonna die. Um, Casino Royale brought it back to Casino Royale um, is actually the first James Bond story. James Bond is, of course, based on a whole bunch of novels by Ian Fleming. He created the character and all the situations and stuff. Um, and he actually did, used to work for British Intelligence. So he kind of based it on his actual experiences, embellished places and stuff like that. But So Casino Royale was the very first Bond. This is sort of like the Batman Begins of of the Bond story. It's sort of how he becomes yeah. this cold-hearted womanizer over the course of this film. So it's, it's just a really like, um, it's a more like emotional bond and i loved it I, I i really i dug it because it was like i don't know this guy was he would really rather drown someone than fuck the bitch and, and eat the caviar like you complained about like he'd rather drown a guy in a toilet uh he well was i mean like a, i
0: i have the cover here yeah there you, you go you were, you were kind enough to send me the the actual mm. physical media yeah because we're old and you know we watch physical media we don't stream yeah um uh, I'm looking at this gentleman on the cover and I already like the look of him or the yeah. idea of him versus yeah. the other ones because he's got the tie hanging undone.
1: Yeah. He looks slightly homeless. Doesn't he look uh, like he's he'd fuck you up for... The the beauty of the Daniel Craig Bond is that he has this, like, they write him and as well as Daniel Craig does a great job of it, of portraying that, but he's like this raw kind of Bond. Like, he's, he's like a more savage, like, he's not the Bond that would, like, shoot you and, like, make a funny quip. He's literally, like, in this film, he literally drowns a guy in a sink. I'm not gonna spoil anything else for you, but he he to kill the guy, he's got to kill the guy. He fucking drowns a part of his mission. Is he's got to kill this dude. He fucking drowns the guy in a sink. He's like got the water running and he beats the shit out of the guy and then fucking holds his head in the sink until he dies. And um, it's just like he's like there's the scene where he's holding him and you get that like close up and he just looks like I mean, he's exerting himself to hold the guy into the sink. like he's he's putting forth physical effort, but the look on his face is just fucking blank it's soulless and it's it's incredible i mean it's anyway uh i i'm really I, I can't wait to talk to you after the break about like just look even if you hate the film we'll have something to talk about right
0: yeah no i i love talking about movies because you're actually classically trained obviously yes. in, in film and cinema and i'm just an avid watcher i no. mean you're favorite film is probably some fucking, you know, Citizen Kane type thing. My favorite film is Hot Tub Time Machine. So, I mean, like it's a Hot nice Tub Time Machine it. is
1: a great movie. Uh, not to take that away from you. Hot Tub Time Machine is a great movie. Um, I would probably rather watch Hot Tub Time Machine than Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is like more historically, you know, like it did things before anyone else did. But uh, it's, a, it's an okay movie. It's worth watching just because it's a classic, but it's not like you put on a movie that you love. Hot Tub Time Machine. When you want to watch a movie on a Friday night- that's the kind of movie you put in. That's the kind of movie I love. People watch Back to the Future. People watch Top Gun. People watch Big Trouble in Little yeah. China is mine. That's my go-to. Pop in Big Trouble in Little China, and it's it's not high art in the way that Rules of the Game is high art or um, The Thin Man or The Awful Truth. Those are two of my favorite 1930s films. Uh, but I really, I think that you, there will be parts of Casino Royale that, that you like, I believe. Um, there might be parts that you don't like, but that that'll give us something to talk about, um, but I think what you need to know going in is that this is J. Uh, this is the first Daniel Craig James Bond, and they rebooted the franchise with this. This is like the very first like Batman Begins of James Bond movies where they. Okay. So it's a good jumping off point for you because stylistically it's a new page for James Bond. It's more relevant because the new film. Is a Daniel Craig. It's Daniel Craig's last Bond film. So if you do wind up liking it, you know then it, at least you're prepared for that. And Casino Royale is in my top two James Bond films. So I got I got two fa- favorite James Bond films, and they're both Daniel Craig James Bond. They're both a little newer. Uh, Casino Royale is one, and of course Skyfall is the other. Um, those are both incredible films, and I, I, I'm looking forward to making you watch Skyfall as well, honestly, because those are my two favorite Bond films. They just give me everything that I want from like a Bond movie. You know what I mean?
0: Dude, it's so funny because you mentioned my day job, and you mentioned the perks of the job. Skyfall was sponsored by Heineken. Heineken is a oh, beer that man. I sell, a part of my portfolio, and they gave us all tickets to the fucking oh. premiere, all that shit, and I was like, fuck off. I don't wow. want none of it.
1: Damn, I went to <laughs> I see that movie. That is one of the. I've only done this with a few films. I went to see Skyfall in the theaters at least three times, maybe four. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I
0: fuck up? i not taking those passes. Did you I fuck up?
1: You should have taken those passes. Skyfall. Oh. Skyfall is such an incredible film, but this way we get to watch it in order, right? So you can see the two films that go before Skyfall. Skyfall is the third in the sequence, so you okay. get to watch them in order, and um, I think you'll enjoy. I, I I'm glad that I get to hold your hand and and. guide you through these lovingly as, as a dear friend of mine. Um, I'm glad that we get to share this like that to me is the main reason I wanted to make you watch these films is like, it can be a buddy moment, even if you hate them. That's my
0: preferred uh, motive of anything. Hold my hand, like a small child, direct me, tell me what I should pay attention to. And I mean, I'm here for it. If I, if I hate it, then I'll let you know
1: cool well let's take a break right here i will play a commercial or two and maybe talk about a little blue shoe play a commercial for another podcast um and then you and i will be right back to discuss uh what you thought about casino royale can't wait fan-fucking-tastic everybody we will be right back after these quick messages i love you there's very little in science which is absolutely out of the question We're just asking questions.
0: It does, I know, sound
1: very like
0: science fiction to talk about. We're a conspiracy theory podcast. Is such a thing even
1: possible? Yes, it is. We're a truth podcast.
0: Creatures of the Night is available everywhere. You can download podcasts available on the Inner Circle Podcast Network
1: Presents feed. Sometimes we're going to say some silly shit. <laughs> out of inner circle, pn.com. just be cool everyone be fucking cool and we're back thanks to the power of editing chris <laughs> has now seen the movie casino royale so um you took some notes correct i did because i don't trust my brain
0: i'm flawed uh, as a human anyway yeah. But then you couple that with, I'm slightly retarded. So I wanted to make sure that I could speak on all the things that really grabbed me because you, I mean, this is a landmark deal. You've made this a big deal for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big deal for me that you are giving me your James Bond virginity. I got to pop your Bond cherry, your 007 cherry. We're sharing that. I, we're And you know what? You can never walk that back. We'll never not have that. We'll always have that. <laughs> So, let me ask you first question just just to throw it out there cuz I know everyone's on the edge of their seats. Um be, in the beginning, you were like kind of anti-bond. You were like, "No, I don't want to fucking do it. I'm not about it. I'm not about the bond life." Did this in some ways exceed your expectations? Were you expecting it to suck and it, it was was it was it at least better than you thought it might be? Yes. Yes, well, yes and no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So in uh, because, ways, yes, and others, no.
0: Yeah, because the my apprehension to Bond was against old Bond, and you started me on new Bond, yeah. which I mean, honestly, that was a power move because you knew that it was going to resonate better with me. And, and, I mean, rightly so. But like you know, other people have said this Bond has made an impression. I did mm-hmm. enjoy it, so I might be more inclined to check out Pierce Brosnan now, or yeah. or, or the the. What was it? Roger Moore. Roger Moore,
1: Sean Connery. He's also one of them. Timothy Dalton did a couple. There have been several Bonds before Daniel Craig, but... I can't wait for Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's going to be a good Bond. Dude, he's going to be like 65 by that time. Shit. Don Cheadle looking skinny as fuck in them Avengers movies recently, too. That lady, that's his stunt double. That's the new Bond, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the new 007. I don't think she's a new Bond, but... You know, we'll same see.
0: difference, isn't it? Well, I, well I, yes I, I'll no. let you explain. It, yes that, or no. was a, that was a, um, a question I had when I was watching, because hmm. I, I don't know a lot about the mythos yeah. or the, how it works or whatever. But I, you did, you said to me that he, uh, Casino Royale opens as he just gets his 007 yeah. status, yeah. which means to me that there are many bonds in one mantle, kind of thing. Is that, am I right? Yeah, it
1: was sort of. Like uh, 007 is the code name. So they have in, in, of course, the whole Bond series is about MI6, which is a real uh, British spy organization akin to the CIA over here in the US. So uh, we make that leap over there. It's a real spy um, organization, but of course, these are all fictional tales of of fictional people within that organization doing fictional things, which are is very obvious when you watch the films. But they have within this fictional world of m i six something called the double O' section. So that's like they've got a specific branch and the double O's are like the best of the best. It's sort of like their cream of the crop operatives for getting shit done. You know what I mean? because the double Os are kind of, they'll do a little bit of everything. They're not just the guy with the language skills. They're not just a uh, pure assassin. Like James, uh, excuse me, Jason Bourne is an assassin. Like when you watch the Jason Bourne series, he's not very comparable to Bond because he's just there to kill you. If you see Jason Bourne, he's not there to gather uh, intelligence. He's not there to like um, recruit assets. He's not there to, to take pictures or infrared, nothing nothing he's not there on any diplomatic nothing he's there to fucking snap your neck or shoot you in the face or strangle you to death or fuck you in the ass or all of the above so i don't believe you i don't believe you because if matt
0: damon's there he might be there to deliver
1: my door dash order maybe but have you seen look you just need to look at pictures that look at a still picture of him he fucking trains i'm pretty sure he juices for the jason Bourne role that aside um <laughs> the 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 double oh seven section uh, or excuse me the double O section, because it's double O, they got nine of them, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's no triple O, there's no single O ten. That doesn't sound right. So it's double O one through Double O nine. There's nine of them at a time, but is it's, the leader
0: double the, the 010, like? No, it, the leader
1: it, is M. The um, leader's so the lady. It's 010.
0: Just like the some that old bitch. It was her yeah. name binary. Her like name M. Matrix leader.
1: No, no, no. She's just M. What's she's that just, stand for? You, you never find out. He finds out. Daniel Craig in Casino Royale in one scene, he said, I thought M was just a random moniker. I didn't know it stood for. And she interrupts him and she's like, If you utter one more syllable, I'll have you killed.
0: Oh, I remember that. You know? Yeah. Great, great
1: line. Great, great interaction between him and his boss. He's kind of he's kind of being a punk to her and like sort of like you know kind of giving her some shit busting her balls and she's like hey you fucking getting too big for your own britches motherfucker you don't think i'll have you whacked out even though you work for me i'll have you whacked out even though you work for me dog so <laughs> the the thing about but, the double O's that was that that was, the first. That was, uh, that was actually uh, i mean
0: that's a good explanation because as yeah. i sit down and as i turn this on and it, and it opens up i felt like i was dropped into a sequel So the first question that I had wrote down here was, is each episode independent of each other or is it one continuous
1: storyline? That's an excellent question. Prior to the Daniel Craig Bonds, each one was its own thing. It really didn't matter if you had seen the previous ones. There was really no movie-to-movie continuity. And that's really how they got away with casting different actors as Bond in different decades, too. It was just kind of whatever was popular at that time was kind of how the films were made. And so there's really not a lot of continuity. Like, if you didn't see GoldenEye, it's not a big deal. You can watch Tomorrow Never Dies. It's really... There's no, there's nothing lost. Each one is, it's kind of its own self-contained story. There are recurring characters. M is a recurring character. Q. There are recurring characters, of course, throughout the series. But it doesn't. You don't need to watch the previous movie to know what happened to so and so, or where their wife go, or who cheated on her. You know what I mean? It's not like that. So is that like Q and on? Like an no, it's it's a t- <laughs> it's totally it's a totally different cue. The Q in the Bond movies is the quartermaster. Q stands for quartermaster. He issues all of the stuff, guns. If you need a gun, if you need a radio, if you need a, a a fancy car, Q is the dude that you need to go to, and he's like, "All right, I'll hook you up with this for your mission." So he like gives James Bond the tech. Yeah, that's so that's fault. It is British British as fuck, isn't it? It's British as fuck. Although we had we had quartermasters and Boy Scouts too, so I don't know. We got although Boy Scouts started in England, so (laughs) you know it is what it is. So the double O's are like a title. If you die you vacate. Basically that's how double O's get open. That's how the job opening comes up. So like if you were fucking flipping through the MI6 newsletter and you see a job opening, double O six just opened up in a, at the beginning of Goldeneye. you know how that job got opened up, right? These guys don't retire. They make a big deal out of that in skyfall actually about how people in this line of work, especially in the double O section, they don't fucking retire with a pension and go live on a beach, right? They fucking, they work until they die. And usually that happens before the age of 40 or 45. Cause it's a rough line of work you're gonna get well, he fucking tried
0: to not not to jump time but or whatever but at the end he tried to he tried to get out right yeah 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 he did yeah, he did, he, he he did. About, like submitting his resignation yep. like i would from my job
1: yeah and he was he was all about giving it up because he was spoiler alert for anybody that didn't see a movie 14 years ago he was in love with oh. Vesper, and he was ready to leave so he was he was actually oh. done with the life so she she was so hot i think she Dude, kept i me- that's one reason why I wanted to show you this movie first. I didn't want to fuck with any of those older Bonds just because they're a product. Those films are a product, very much a product of their time. If you watch a Roger Moore Bond, that's 1975 as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But then also because there's more continuity, these Daniel Craig Bonds tell a tighter story. I knew that they would pull you in. Plus, you know, Ava Green, how are you going to argue with that? Dude, I mean, she looked good. Did she not look good? She looked good.
0: She looked good. She, well, I'll just say that upfront. She looked, she looked good. I, yeah. I had, a, yeah, I yeah. definitely, I was, I was vibing with her. But mm. I was vibing with her because she had that dirtiness element to her. Like you think that maybe she might have grew up in Georgia or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <But laughs> she's she's Trailer Park hot, but above that, like she's not Kristen Stewart, but she's yeah. a, a not above Kristen Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Kristen like, I'm has,
1: I'm no. Kristen Stewart has dirty feet. Ava Green got clean feet because she's yes, British. It, British. There's she a you can't totally compare. You can grow up dirty British. That's the thing about the British accent. You could be functionally retarded. You dropped out of eighth grade, and if you got a fucking English accent you sound like your goddamn Patrick Stewart. Like, I fucking believe anything yeah. he says. He could start yeah. talking to me about quantum mechanics. I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. Of course, they're parallel universes. I believe the British guy who fucking dropped out. So that's the beautiful thing, is she does have that kind of like dirty side. I think that appealed to Bond, too, because he's got that dirty side. You find out in this movie that he's an orphan. So he was uh, kind of... Um, he wasn't, he didn't come from money. He came from kind of a poor upbringing. Like his, his family did have money, but they got whacked out. His mom and dad died. You get more into that in Skyfall as well. You get a little bit more details about his parents, but you know, he came up an orphan, you know, he was kind of helped out a little bit. He's got a little bit of a grudge about that. And you also know he doesn't have any family. He doesn't really give a fuck. He doesn't really have anyone to care about. And that's where he starts in the beginning of the film. But then by the end, he's ready to retire because he does have somebody he cares about all of a sudden in Vesper.
0: Yeah. And oh, dude, and that name too. Like, that's a dirty kind of name.
1: Yeah. Vesper. That's like a, yeah. Italian dudes ride that shit like all the time, everywhere. Fucking Italian. Every every Italian guy in the town has ridden a fucking Vesper. So, you know, I think it's Vespa, but whatever. The way they say so, it, it sounds like Vespa, but it's Vesper.
0: That's like a foreign stripper name, I think.
1: It's got to be. I bet there's 100,000 maybe not 100,000 that's mad hyperbole there's at least <laughs> a thousand strippers in florida stripping tonight that are named vesper i promise you that
0: if they're here i need to know i need to know
1: so there's only one james bond but there can be multiple 007s like in this new movie that we're going to go see in november together holding hands and sharing popcorn there is a new 007 um so it's uh god was it latasha no, it's not Don Cheadle. She's way better looking than Don Cheadle. She's ripped too. Did you see that scene in the trailer where it shows she's wearing that open back you know, thing at the club? And she's got fucking dude, she's got more muscle than Don Cheadle, period zero the end. Her back is ripped, dude. You gotta respect that level of muscularity. Like I'm they always cast these girls in all these action movies. They cast some bitch who's 115 pounds and she's five eight. And I'm supposed to expect that she can just beat the shit? Like, okay, Scarlett Johansson can beat the shit out of fucking 250-pound dudes all day? No, get the fuck out of here. Look, I don't care how talented she is as a martial artist. You're not going to sell me on the idea that somebody can fucking beat... There's, it's a reason why they got weight classes in the UFC. There's a reason why the guy who's 130 pounds doesn't go up against Francis Ngannou, who's 230 pounds. Doesn't matter your skill. You're going to be fucking outmasked. Period, zero, the end. At least... With the new 007, they got a chick who's ripped, so I can believe that she could, like, fuck some people up, because she's not a 115-pound anorexic waif model whose ribs you're fucking counting. She's got fucking trapezias, dog. Anyway.
0: let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Before we get into this this movie that we watched, talk about the new one. Do you feel like that this is a a token play that they're picking a, a minority female as as sort of like a diversity yeah. or inclusion type thing? I don't. It's not. Is it like girl Ghostbusters for you?
1: It, well, not not entirely because I do I do think that part of the dynamic of No Time to Die is. His bond being pulled back into the service after retiring, and this is kind of a constant theme for him. It happens in um, it happens in uh, this movie Casino Royale that you just watched. It happens in Skyfall, and then it's happening yet again in um, in No Time to Die. So that's why I say that these bonds, the the Daniel Craig films, they fit together much more tightly. There's more of a tight like it. If you watch Spectre and you haven't seen you haven't seen Casino Royale and Skyfall at least. You probably should watch Quantum of Solace too. But if you haven't seen the previous ones watching Spectre, you're just kind of like, I don't understand what these references are. That never happened before in a James Bond movie. So I think Mm -hmm. part of going into No Time to Die, I think part of it is he's returning to service. He's always pulled back in. So he always wants to retire. He wants to get out. He falls in love or something like that. And he decides, I want to wash my hands of the bloodshed and the violence, and I want to get out of this. But then there's always something that happens that pulls him back in just like Godfather Part 3. Every time he thought he was out, they pull him back in. You know what I mean? Like Al Pacino style. So I think part of it is there's a new 007. She got promoted after he left. He's been gone for a couple of years now. He gets pulled back in by the CIA, actually. He's got a friend, Felix Leiter, who is in, we meet him in Casino Royale. He's the one who buys Bond back in when Vesper refuses in Casino Royale. That's yeah. that's Felix Leiter. He is a recurring character. He's basically the James Bond of America, the CIA. And they get along together well. They work together well. Um, so he's kind of like, Bond's American buddy, I guess. And so he gets Bond back in, in this new one. And I think it's going to be about Bond's dynamic with like, um, he's sort of this old crusty white guy. He represents these old values um, compared with like new values of inclusion and diversity. And I think part of the movie is not going to be about um slapping us in the face with the diversity dick and being like, you know, sit back and take it cuz the young female black lady is better than the old crusty white guy. I think it's going to be more about like we had certain assumptions about old crusty white dudes, but clearly we needed you and maybe you had assumptions about young people. I think they're either going to like hold hands at the end in kumbaya and we understand each other or possibly the uh new 007 might get uh, in the line of duty because that happens to a lot of other double o's whenever you watch the bond movies like all of them not just the daniel craig ones anytime you meet another double o in the movie that's kind of like red shirts in star wars or star trek you know they're going to get popped the the red shirt in star trek they're always they're there to, just to get killed they're like an extra body you've never seen them before this episode guess what you're not going to see them next episode either they're getting fucking phased out literally. So that's usually what happens if you meet another 006 in the movie or another 00. It's not 007 Bond. Usually they're going to perish as part of the film. It's just part of where it goes. So I'm kind of expecting that that might occur, but I'm also kind of expecting maybe that doesn't because this is Daniel Craig's last movie. So they might leave her in as the future 007. She won't be James Bond or Jane Bond. She'll be her own character who is working the 007 job. She has the 007 Job title, just like president. You know, we get a new president every four or eight years. Yeah.
0: Well, I got, I got no problem with the with the character. You know, obviously because I'm not one. I'm not married to the character. I've seen one movie this month, so I mean, like, yeah. it's not like it's like, oh my god, I grew up with this and this is my sacred text, yeah. and you're, you're yeah. pissing up. I've got what what my problem usually lies with is when they're doing it just for the sake of being yeah. quote unquote points. You know yeah, it's I mean? Just for points.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it hurts. I mean, I think when you, when they were casting No Time to Die. I think they probably had a lot of different headshots for different actors and they were probably thinking, do we want to cast a male or a female? Well, you know, let's cast a, I mean, I think it does, it doesn't hurt in this day and age. I don't think it hurts. So they're looking at it as like a matter of how can we maybe, I mean, if you watch James Bond, he's always a white guy it's, he's always nailing all the chicks. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of women that do enjoy the Bond series, but I think as the producers, they're, they're thinking, well, how do we get more women to like the 007 series? And how do we, how do we include more, um, people of color in the, in the cast so that we can then like, they want to sell the most tickets they can, of
0: course. Well, Well, here's the thing with that though, too, because as a man, I don't want to see another man and visualize myself doing what he's doing. If I'm going, if I'm going to watch a movie with Dutch and and it's yeah. something that he picked that I have no interest in, I want there to be something that I can look at. I would think that the woman would want to look at the the, yeah. the rugged, good-looking dude, yeah. not to go
1: hey, there's a woman and that could be me because I'm a strong woman too. Yes, that's definitely some of the appeal. And that was definitely started with Daniel Craig. I mean, they've always cast handsome actors for Bond. They've always cast actors that were meant to appeal to women, like Pierce that's Brosnan. I
0: mean, type. That's, yeah, that's a stereotype,
1: dude. Yeah, I mean, they're, middle of the 90s, there was nobody hotter than Pierce Brosnan. 95, GoldenEye, women were fucking polishing the bean to him. But... With Daniel Craig, he was the first Bond. I mean, there was that scene in Casino Royale where he's coming out of the ocean and he's just, obviously, he's on full display. He's wearing, like, tiny trunks and he's fucking, He not only is he, like, kind of a, I don't think he's as handsome traditionally as, like, compare him to someone like Pierce Brosnan with the hair and the good looks. I think Daniel Craig has a more kind of, like, rugged face. He looks like he's been in a fight club or something. I mean, he looks like he's been knocked around, which he has as this character, but then he's, like, the first Bond who's, like, just kind of more like raw sexuality than like refined British handsomeness and good genes. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I drowned a dude in the in the sink at the beginning of this movie, and now I have an erection. So are you down to fuck? Because I'm on steroids. He's like the, the Roy Bond, and people loved it. Women loved it. I mean, that scene, the people were talking about it on the internet all over. When he was coming out of the ocean, women were like, ah, oh, you know? So what you said is very true, and I think that's why the Bond films do appeal to women. It's not – people analyze the Bond films as this misogynistic thing. Like, these, it's so horrible. Bond's fucking all these different women, and he just throws them away. Half the time, they get killed or something like that. It's very misogynistic. Yeah, I mean, you can make a case for that, but there's a reason why the thing has survived for 50 years. Women like the, the, the shit, too. They like following his escapades. And, yeah, he's going to put his dick in whatever he can, and, and half those women are going to get killed. But guess what? They're good fucking movies regardless.
0: <laughs> so when, when did this come out? How long has this been out? Like, how far do yeah. we go back in archives? archives? Uh, are we talking the very first James Bond, no, or Casino Royale. Casino, Real? Casino I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to yeah. reel you back in here. Of course, I know, yeah. I appreciate here, that you can finally talk to me about this. So I, I appreciate can understand that.
1: You're It's it's very exciting for me. Yes. Um. So, Casino <laughs> Royale was released in uh '06. It was released oh, in 06. Okay, okay. So it's a little bit it, older it, film. That's why it felt he's had
0: like a period piece almost. Yeah. Like in the beginning, like he's he's chasing that dude through the construction site. Yeah. There, they're they're hopping over things, and I was like, "Dude, I think parkour might have been like a yeah. hot thing when this yeah. came out." Because they're like parkour, parkour. He's like jumping with legs to the side yeah. and shit, and fucking between the yeah. legs, like. And the and dude he's chasing
1: is like mad acrobatic, and I love the part where he just he just slams through the drywall. You know, because you are like Bond is just he's like I am not as acrobatic as this motherfucker, but I am chasing him anyway, and he just pounds through the drywall. I, I do like uh, I do like that scene, but you are right, it's like parkour is fuck.
0: Well, and then he pulled out the, like, the Nokia burner yeah. phone, dude, yeah. like, like holy shit, dude, this yeah. is like a time capsule.
1: It is kind of, yeah, it is kind of, I mean, I think more so than other Bonds, like, other Bonds are time capsules fuck, too, because when you see the fashion and you see. Oh, sure. You see the backgrounds and the cars and shit. It's like, wow, this is 60s as fuck. But in some ways, they're also not because every piece of technology Bond uses is like some fantastic thing. It's like a laser or something like that. These Daniel Craig films bring Bond kind of more to a realistic... He doesn't have the fancy gadgets or stupid shit. He doesn't have like a fucking invisible whatever. They got rid of all of that. But what that means is that by using more realistic technology... The shit looks like 2006. He's using a fucking 2006 Nokia burner phone.
0: Well, and on that note, they did also have the Bill Gates fucking microchip tracking device. Yeah, too, they, they did. Think. Yeah, anyway, they that, did. They chipped that was him. foreshadowing. Like motherfucker. Dude. Yeah,
1: they chipped they, him. And then the beautiful thing is LeShief did him a solid and pulled that right out. <laughs> you knew he wasn't going to stay chipped forever. Bond was not going to stay chipped forever. Fucking diamonds are forever, but God damn it, microchips inside a Bond are not. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you
0: said that, too, because one thing that, as you see, and I did a little bit of my own sleuthing, nice. too, and I, I've come to realize that part of the experience for each new Bond movie is the song.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a huge thing. That's a huge so,
0: thing. So, well, and, like, in talking to people, like, because, you know, the the rest of the Inner Circle guys, you know, like, they knew what we were doing, so, yeah. like, they were getting their perspectives in the group chat or whatever, and everyone was hating on the song for this one, and I was like, dude, that got me from the jump, because I heard Chris Cornell, and I was like, oh, shit, dude, I'm a fucking dirtbag from the 90s, man, like, yeah. I was I was South Garden as fuck, and when yeah. I saw that, and then all that animation, too, dude, like, mm. I, that it, it got me with, like, the kings and the queens on the fucking cards yeah. and shit, all that stuff, like, Two I thought things. that was
1: Okay, so you just said that was dope. I was going to ask if it helped that the song was – it's Chris Cornell. It's something that's familiar to you being being, oh, – we're, the, right we're the same age. Yeah. We, watched, we watched Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun on MTV in 1994. I mean, that was, that was the thing to do back then. So Hell yeah. that helped having Chris Cornell do the song?
0: Oh, yeah. That put me in the right yeah. place. Dude. Yeah. Like, that, and
1: I was in it. That's my second favorite James Bond theme. That's my second favorite. I think it's just the second best – James Bond's song. Like that's a banger. Like you can just fucking play that. Like I used to fucking jam that song. Like anytime I had to like get somewhere quick and I was driving fast on the highway, I'd fucking put that song on and I'd just fucking blaze down the road. I used to love it. I mean, I play it so loud. So the second thing is that the the intro song has long been a thing in the James Bond movies. There's usually a cold open where James Bond is doing something, there's some form of action, and then it goes to the opening theme that gets you pulled into the, the action of the movie right away. And every single opening theme, it's like a little bit of like tits and ass for like 14 year old boys. Like when you go watch some of the yeah. older James Bond movies, it's a lot of silhouettes. You can see like the silhouette of a booby and you can see the butt and they're doing, they're like dancing and stuff, but it's like just enough to keep it kind of PG 13. You know what I'm saying? So it's not yeah. going to appeal to yeah. us with our like, reams and gigs of online porn that we have access to nowadays. But if you were, let's say you're 13 years old, and it's 1995, and you're watching GoldenEye, and the fucking girl's shaking her silhouette tits on, on a giant gun, then you know, you're kind of aroused. You're like, okay, maybe this movie's got something for me. Casino Royale did none of that. They did none of that. So there was not one single dancing girl in the entire, no titty, no silhouette. I really, no. I loved when it first came out, I was expecting, you know, I was expecting the the sexy. I loved, I loved how they stuck with the theme of the movie, the casino theme, the gambling theme, the Kings, the Queens, the different uh, colors, the different, um, the different suits. And I loved that they didn't rely on to me, what feels kind of like a cheap a trick to get like 14 year old boys to buy a ticket it's like we're gonna shake some titties and you know what i mean like they didn't do any of that they stuck with the theme and i loved it i fucking loved every minute and the song it doesn't hurt that the song is incredible
0: well i felt like you taylor made that to me like i felt like you did that intentionally because i felt like in my mind being that you know we're interdimensional partners that you knew that i was a grunge guy from fucking the early 90s so you're like bet i'm gonna yeah. do this one and then it opens up and they're in the tropics and they're on the beaches mm-hmm. and shit and they're and i'm like dude he, he's
1: playing on me yeah. dude he no I just, me too. it was the filmmakers they made it easy for me but the thing was we're the demographic think about how old you were in 2006 14 years ago you and i are basically the same age you're like a year older than me i'm younger. yeah i was 25 yeah i'm younger i'm younger i'm just saying i'm younger but regardless um that movie was aimed at people are, I mean, bond does skew a little male and it skews a little older, but they do try to bring in the 14 year olds and stuff, but we were the target audience. They knew who's buying tickets to this motherfucker. People in their twenties who have jobs and have incomes and have cars and can go do what they want without having to like ask their parents. So what were they fucking listening to? They were listening to Soundgarden. Let's see if that fucking Chris Cornell guy can come fucking belt out something for us. They knew what they were doing. I just knew that starting Starting with a bomb movie like this was the best way to go. It's like getting someone to like sushi. You just you can't start with something weird and funky. you got to start with the California roll. It's cooked. It's normal. You put a little soy sauce on there. Then you get people hooked. Then they'll go start getting adventurous and try to weird shit. So eventually you'll say, well, let me check out one of these 1973 things with Roger Moore on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's a fantastic movie, but... You're going to like it a lot more once you have a, a little bit of a taste. So was well, anything- and
0: like I told you privately too, like the disc that you sent me ended up not working. So like on the, on the fly, I signed up for HBO because I found out that it yeah. was on the HBO lineup. Yeah. And then in addition to this one, I finished this. It popped up on the bottom, you know, like up next or whatever. And yeah. Quantum of Solace was there. So I'm like, oh, bet. I'll go right into that, yeah. which I have one yet but i'm like i enjoyed yeah. this one well enough that i'll go into the next one and maybe try to catch up so like you said that we
1: can hold hands and maybe hold dick's mm-hmm. popcorn buckets and shit yeah. at the new one that's what we're doing it's happening don't worry about that but <laughs> yeah quantum of solace is next on the list um we'll talk we'll do you know in the next episode where we do this we'll talk a little pre-game i'll give you a little pre oh quantum
0: is this gonna be like a thing now is this like a a
1: companion swiping like yeah this the, will the be a companion yeah yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. This will be the companion. You know, it'll just be the Daniel Craig Bond rewatch companion uh, series. Talk, maybe we should start a movie podcast. <laughs> I think we should. I actually wanted yeah. to bring my movie podcast back. So what was it called? It was called uh, Pop Culture Mass, and it's great. Like, me and my you- buddy, me and my buddy Matt, were both Catholics, so it was perfect. Oh, like church? Perfect. Yeah, like po- pop you culture f- mass, and wow. I had you the. F- Pedophile, dude. I'm not a pedophile. I was molested. I'm not a fucking priest. I'm a Catholic. What do you, you want from me? Baby blood drinking. I didn't drink shit. I didn't day. drink shit. I drank a little too much sacramental wine one Sunday. I don't give a fuck. Sacramental wine. That's, That's what they call rap, it. Mate. It's sacramental wine. <laughs> what do you what do you think? I'm just making up <laughs> words over You're here. Rap, fuck. <laughs> so uh is there anything else that you want to say about Casino Royale? I mean, I'm glad that you like the film. I'm glad I did. I'm glad that it was like it was the right bond to start with. I'm glad that I was right, but uh, I didn't doubt myself for a minute. Um, but was there anything else that like stood out to you, or that like what was your favorite part of the points. movie?
0: I have bullet points
1: here that okay. just
0: like I said that I jotted yeah. down as I
1: was Hit as I was watching so
0: i'll just read and, and this is from my mind so i mean they're yeah. partial and incomplete so bear with me um top on the list was just chris cornell exclamation point just number Fuck one yeah. Bam! Yeah. um the, the the you know we covered it you know each episode independent They're yeah. blah 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 um tropical locale part bahamas part miami yeah you played to me there oh villain crying the blood
1: yeah like she I thought that-
0: I thought that was fucked up,
1: dude. Yeah, all the James Bond villains are. I mean, like a lot of them have like physical distinctions. You know, like Blofeld has like a scar going across, and you know, so like a lot of times they have these weird kind of villainous and like intimidating things they have about one,
0: like, them. Lockjaw or something, and he had like a metal fucking metal yeah jaws. jaws.
1: They just called him Jaws. He's just fucking Jaws, and he could bite through whatever because he had like a metal grill before, like Nelly did. Before
0: Nelly of all the people you could drop, it's
1: Nelly. (laughs) Well, didn't he do the song with Paul Wall called Grills? I don't fucking know, dude. I think they did a song. I think him and Paul Wall did that song about grills. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, that's why he pops into my head when I think about grills. So yeah, Jaws was like the pre, he was like definitely like the white boy grill, because it wasn't like bling or fancy or whatever. It wasn't swag. It was just kind of like, hey, I got metal dentures so I can bite through shit, you know.
0: um we i think we covered them all naturally then the next one i had was a uh, chick on the train beautiful eyes holy yeah. shit oh yeah and, and i put dot 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 at the poker game all i could do was watch her so hot
1: <laughs> yeah dude i mean look look they knew what they were doing they always cast attractive women in the bond series they they know they know what we like right i mean you're not going to expect bond to date like a old fat 60 year old broad who's like got a fucking wooden foot cuz she got diabetes and she's like half blind and she got like a stroke face or something. I mean, you're you're expecting what Bond. That,
0: what if that was the thing though? What if that was like just the person that was involved in that particular mission?
1: Yeah, you know, you got to you got to wonder if Bond does have missions that are less savory, but it seems like every mission they ever put him on, it's like, "Hey, we got this hot girl that we need you to pretend to go be her husband." In fact, one of the first ones that Sean Connery did, that was the very plot there's a hot hot girl. She wants to defect from Russia. She's seen a picture of you. She only wants to deal with you. You're going to go pretend to be her husband and you're going to extract her from this other land and you guys are going to like go through Turkey and underground and try to get her back to England because she's going to give us info on the Russians. And that's the thing. There's a fucking hot young 22-year-old. Somehow she's a nuclear physicist. Who gives a fuck? You don't have to explain to me why she's 17 and she already has her fucking PhD from the Kremlin version of fucking the Soviet version of MIT or whatever the fuck. Uh, (laughs) So it's like suspend your disbelief. He's just every single woman that he's got to help out, save that has information that has the secret, whatever. They're always hot. They're always like way under 30 years old. Somehow they're like high ups in this organization. And it's just, nobody asks any questions. You don't want to watch bond date a fat broad. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to watch bond roller and flower and look for the wet spot. That's not, it's not glamorous. It's not James Bond. So all the girls have to be hot. That's how, that's how it is. The next girls are going to be hot too. And just, you know you're welcome
0: well you did ask me my favorite part and yeah. i think that this was my favorite part um with the way when he won the game when he won the poker game and then he tipped the dealer it literally made me laugh like out loud and like no it, I, that's not i don't want to say like that's not an easy feat but like i really even when i like something like i don't like haha you know mm-hmm. but that made me laugh out loud cuz like okay. just did it, and it was like, "Thank you very much."
1: <laughs> yeah, the guy's totally. I, I don't know how much he tipped him, but like he tipped, he didn't throw him like a five dollar chip, right? I mean, these he are like, like high rollers. The, yeah, it was
0: one of the thick ass dark yeah. ones.
1: I yeah, played. it was one of the ones that's like shaped like a card. Like they're not even round yeah. after a certain denomination. It's like it's so valuable. It's like we gotta we gotta make it fucking a rectangle now. So he like tosses the guy this thing. It's probably like the entire mortgage left on his fucking house or whatever. It's like here's three hundred thousand dollar tip. You just like he's just like thanks. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. But you got to imagine that as a dealer, he, I mean, he's working these high class, high bid uh, Texas Hold'em games. He's got to be fucking, and you know, Texas Hold'em was huge shit when that movie came out.
0: Yeah, that's you another one too. That's another one. Cause Online, it was Texas
1: Hold'em. I'll fucking rage, dude. Yeah. You could tell. Cause they don't, I mean, there's no other, they usually play like Baccarat or something like that. Or like, you know what I mean? Like they'll, They'll play roulette bad? or something sexy, like put it all in black. You know what I mean? Like they always do that in those movies. But when they're when he's sitting down for like the poker tournament that's going two nights all through the night, we're playing poker. It's got to be Texas Hold'em because that was hot shit in the fucking mid two thousands.
0: Yeah, and I was I was watching it too, and I was like, God damn, dude, that's a fucking endurance run, man. Like they're sitting there playing yeah. cards for eight
1: fucking hours, dude. Like I'm oh, drinking shit. and smoking the whole time. Like please. I drink and I smoke for an hour and I'm ready for bed.
0: Dude, you got foreigners crying blood. You
1: got hot girls
0: yeah. walking around. They're trying to kill you and shit. You're all sweaty, running into the fucking streets, and they got to electrocute
1: you back to life and shit, dude. That's a hard yeah. day's work. Dude, it is a hard day's work. I hope he gets paid well. Did you? Uh, how'd you feel about the end there when it? Um, he loses this die. love of his life? He, he, he comes back on his 007. He really commits. That's like the instant where he becomes like the 007 that we know and love, where he's like cold-hearted and callous. There are 007 movies where he kills the girl himself. It's because of the girl though. Like Yeah, very much.
0: It was very it was conflicted because like he thought that like she fucked him but then yeah. he realized like she didn't fuck him nope. but then he still died anyway nope. so like he was like it was like a whole mess of emotions and he was like motherfucker and then yeah. he showed up at dude's fucking island cottage or whatever yeah. and he was like yeah bitch and then they played that music and your dick got hard on blue chew yeah it definitely did.com code Almi. fucking save yourself some money on some
1: Almi erections yeah you got to click the link in the there's no code Almi yet but you got to click the link in the in the show notes and Not you can get an, an erection note. too i'm just saying so something you don't know as a new viewer and we can leave it at this, but we're Good at the we're at the very end of the movie, and we haven't heard the James Bond theme yet. You know, movies have special themes for each character, like the Imperial March anytime you see Darth Vader and stuff like that. They're iconic. Um, a lot of the music that goes with these classic films is iconic. And the Bond theme is, one of those iconic pieces that I'm sure you recognized even not ever having... I mean, you played the fuck out of GoldenEye, so they have it in GoldenEye again and again.
0: It's the, the relation. Yeah.
1: So they play that theme oftentimes in James Bond movies when Bond is doing something cool, you know, and he's, it's like, I'm James Bond. Like, when he's, when he's flexing nuts, they yeah, play... Yeah, just the,
0: like the game. When you figured something yeah. out, then they were like... Da-na-da-na-na. Yeah,
1: exactly. So what happened in this movie is... If you're a connoisseur of Bond films and you go into Casino Royale and you're in the theater, you're kind of waiting for that music. You're waiting for that moment where they're going to choose to play this music. You've gotten all the way to the end of the film and you're like, what in the fuck is happening? How come they haven't played the music yet? I mean, as a Bond fan, a lot of us were, were wondering. But You were he, like, that thought never crossed my mind. But yeah, of did, course it, not. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. But that's why I have to give you this context because a lot of people, guys like Adam, guys like Bobby Moore, guys like me, who are like well versed in the Bond mythos, as you said, we were expecting this theme. And we didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. He's killed all the bad guys. Even his girl is dead. You know the movie's pretty much over. And then finally at the end, he pops Mr. White in the leg. And you just see him walking up, fucking sauntering up. He's got that gun kind of on his hip. He's dressed like a fucking, he's got so much fucking drip. He's just fucking, and then you hear, that's when you hear the music. And you finally get to hear him say his signature line.
0: I don't like it.
1: I don't like it. Dude, I'm I'm sorry. You're gonna have to learn to love that. I don't Maybe. like it dude. when he said it. Bond, James Bond. I'm like,
0: fuck, up, dude, I'm out. But
1: I'm out. dude, I'm I'm sorry when he looks at the camera and he's just like, the name's Bond, James Bond. You got to. F- I mean, that's the part right there. Then the music goes dun dun, and and you finally get it at the end of the movie. Then it cuts to black and the fucking credits start going up. Look, dude, I that's like a fucking mood. That's, I love. Cheesy shit
0: I love it It's but not even cheesy
1: though That shit's just fucking it's slick That's so- a panty dropping line Right there No dude I- Fucking bar James bar Fuck off dude Dude I mean and the only reason he said it that way Is the guy's like who the fuck are you You know like how'd you find me what are you doing in my private compound You You know that guy Mr. White the guy he pops at the end of that movie You know Mr. White was looking forward to After a long day of stealing money from Vesper And watching her die You know his fucking ass was gonna go meet up with Jeffrey Epstein Who was waiting for him in there With like a whole bunch of 12 year olds You know Mr. White was about to go downstairs And start fucking diddling 13 year old girls You fucking know that shit And you know who stopped him Fucking James Bond because we love that son of a bitch that would have been better who are you what's your name
0: fucking james bond
1: click but that's what felix leiter says that's what american says like you got to leave that shit for felix leiter when somebody asks felix leiter like who the fuck are you he's like motherfucker i'm felix leiter motherfucker suck my dick from the back motherfucker you know that's pretty cool if you're felix leiter but if you're james bond you just gotta be like yo the name's bond james bond
0: felix Leiter sounds yeah, like I, the guy that would fight rocky and rocky
1: seven maybe he will that would be pretty cool i would fucking buy a ticket to go see that because he's got to know all the cia tricks and shit well not him it just sounds like the
0: name like fucking clubber lane dude fucking uh, ivan drago fucking felix Leiter. you yeah. know like it's you know, if i said them all in a row you wouldn't even fucking give me a second thought
1: no, I wouldn't. They came up with the name Felix Leiter in like the 60s, maybe the 50s, whenever the book was written, whenever mm. the first book that Felix Leiter was in, because he was taken from the literature by Ian Fleming. So anyway, you got any other questions about this Bond shit? When we're going to do it again. Um, let's do it again very motherfucking soon.
0: Because uh, we I'm got, glad we did it this time. Dude, me though, too. Dude, you know, Typically, I resist change. Typically, yeah. I'm not open to new things, but I'm trying to broaden my horizons, and I, I let down my guard, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad Yet, you did too. You you are the chink in my armor.
1: Wow, that was that sounded kind of racial. racial. No, no, in the armor. The ch- Oh, the chink in the armor. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I'm Chinese, and we're friends, but I don't feel like you can. Get away with. You're just. possibly Asian, and I love you for it. <laughs> anyway, I also love you for watching a Bond movie. Let me pop your 007 cherry, your 00 cherry. Yeah, let's, do again. let's do it again. Let's do it again in a couple weeks with Quantum of Solace, motherfuckers. If you're listening, watch Quantum of Solace so that you can prepare, you can follow along with this episode. Also, Order some Blue Chew before you watch Quantum of Solace. Hit the link in the show notes. Buy some motherfucking Blue Chew because what are you going to do? Do you want to watch James Bond with a limp dick? I don't fucking think so. If you watch James Bond with a limp dick, fuck right off. What are you even doing? Unsubscribe from my show. I don't want you as a listener. Go buy some fucking Blue Chew so you can rail your old lady after you all watch Quantum of Solace together. The link is in the show notes.
0: Also- Trircanophil, pick whichever one's for you, right?
1: Tadalophil or Sildanophil, you can choose whichever you like. Those are Viagra and Cialis, respectively.
0: You can have whatever you like. You can have whatever.
1: This is an Inner Circle podcast. We are members of the Inner Circle. Chris is from the podcast. Hashtag no offense. Also, Creatures of the Night. Also Inner Circle Sports, man. Don't also forget, Also Inner bro, Circle tri- Sports. You are like the triple threat. You're doing so many podcasts. I can't get enough.
0: I can't get enough of you all, and I can't get enough of recording.
1: We can't get enough it. of you either. Check us out at InnerCirclePN.com, where you will find other wonderful shows like the Plunge Podcast, Hood Diner. You will find Simmons and more. Hashtag Sam NPC. You will find Failing Hollywood, all the motherfuckers that you know and love. In the inner circle, check out the inner circle presents on your favorite podcast player. You can find inner circle sports, creatures of the night, winner's circle, dinner's circle, sinner's circle, spinner's circle. Ooh, whatever. We got circles and circles. We're like the fucking IOC, baby. What do you want from me? We're like the fucking Olympics in them. That's what I meant by IOC, International Olympic Committee is IOC, yeah. So no, you, you gotta say it that's, my way. That's Take the joke. ha ha ha. Fuck you, Spaceman. Fuck you, Dr. Spaceman. Fuck you, gutter slut. This <laughs> is shit happens when you party naked. Thank you for listening. And we'll check you next week, motherfuckers. We out.
0: Low voice. I was in the crib when my balls dropped. Earthquake when they hit, bro. They split rocks. Now my girl's hotter than that summer asphalt. If she turn me down, God knows that it's
1: her loss. About to show you my dick, motherfucker. I'm Felix Ladder, motherfucker. Suck my dick from the Baby, back, mother? motherfucker. Baby, what's your name?
0: I'm about to head to my house. You should do the same. I know you like the way I rap. How I spit game. Got you coming bad like I'm crack cocaine. I think I am, I'm a genius, swear to God I ain't the one to compete with, keep your mouth shut, don't wanna hear you speak, hold your breath from me, don't wanna hear you breathe